at that point, we, we were just so exhausted and burnt out. And I think for me, I was kind of really angry at this idea that I don't get to genetically reproduce or I don't get to be pregnant. And even now, if I'm really honest, like when I see pregnant women, like there's a pang inside me of like, I didn't get to do that. At that point, we basically said, you know what, we're done with the science for a while. Let's go down the adoption path. And I remember really saying to my husband, you know what, if it's important to you, we can get a donor egg because my body isn't working right. Like, I don't want to deprive you of the potential to see yourself in a child. And we really talked about that long and hard because I wasn't okay with depriving him. And he basically felt like it wasn't the hugest thing for him and he was willing to move beyond that and let's go down the adoption path, which lasted about a year and was really agonizing. We landed in domestic. The way it works in the U.S. now is they're basically open adoptions. So you create a piece that talks about you as a family. It's a promotion piece almost to get a birth mother to want to have you parent her child. And so you go through all this with a social worker, you create your piece, and you have to figure out, like, how do I talk about us? And for me, I you know, was a working mom, but I was told, well, that's not very appealing. They want moms who are staying at home. And, oh, could you bump up that you want to bake cookies with the child and make, you know, and it was just I kept thinking this just is like I'm downplaying who I am and painting myself in a different way to appeal to these women that are so different than I am. And so we created the piece And then it's a numbers game. If a birth mom likes your piece as compared to the four others she sees, you then have a phone interview. If the phone interview goes well, you have an in-person meeting, you know. And so it just became this, you're constantly trying to get someone to believe that you will be great parents. And it's kind of a, a wild experience. And so what happened for us is we did find a woman who was interested. And so then you can imagine you go and you meet face to face and you're thinking, what do I wear? Do I wear more of like a mom dress? Do I put an apron on? Like, who am I? How do I make this work? You know, how do I? And then so there we are sitting opposite her. And at that point, you're really nervous. And the social worker is the moderator, the facilitator. And she starts by saying, okay, Danielle has given me the questions she wants you guys to answer. And I'm going to start with the first one, which is the child is 14. You catch them sneaking out of the house at night. What do you do? So there we are. We don't have even a baby. We know, I mean, how do, what do we know about a 14-year-old? How do you answer that question, you know? And so I found myself sort of stumbling and I said, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, if the child's 14, we have a history of years together and trust together and we can bring it up and we can talk about it. And also another question that came up was like, you know, I know you're Jewish. Will you have Christmas? And the uh, birth mother wanted a video every six months of the child, letters every month, you know? And I remember on the ride back from there saying to my husband like this is just too cruel a process for me and I think we need to go back to science and I think we need to get an egg donor 